2: You have to go back to the Old Testament, Book of Kings, where you had the prophet Elijah living on Mount Carmel. And he left behind him a legacy of contact with God, listening to God, speaking to God for his people, taking God's word to the people. And this this tradition was so strong there that even the Muslims revered uh, Mount Carmel as a place of prayer. In New Testament times after the Crusades, again, some of the Crusaders stayed behind and they said warfare is not the way to bring peace and God's word to people. They stayed behind on Mount Carmel as hermits, men dedicated to prayer.
1: We were invited by Bishop Heffernan to make a foundation in his diocese in Nairobi. Eventually Hampton agreed to it and four of us were named to go on that foundation. Mother Dillard Leonard, Mother Therese Doyle, Sister Bernadette O'Shaughnessy and myself. I was called Stemstones in those days But eventually, I changed my name to Miriam, out of devotion to Our Lady. After long preparations, we left Hampton on the 27th of October, 1938. We left from the North Wall, and there were many friends gathered there to see us off. We eventually disembarked in Mombasa on the 23rd of November. And we were met by Archbishop Riberi, who is the apostolic delegate to the English-speaking countries of Africa. Also, several Holy Ghost Fathers, and the dear Loretta nuns, Mother Borgia and Mother Celestine. We were taken by them, the nuns, to their convent where we were the, their guests, a beautiful little convent with a school attached The nuns couldn't do enough for us to make us comfortable after the long sea journey.
0: Loretto Convent, Post Office Box 1133, Nairobi, Kenya. 19th of February, 1939, Pax Christi. Darling mammy, Nairobi is a delightful place and it is here that we hope to build a little monastery on a hill at the back of Loreto. Nothing can be done until the bishops return, so pray hard that that will be soon. We heard that he may sail this month. We came down here on Thursday last and expect to remain for about a month. Mammy, I only wish you could have a peep at this heavenly spot and at the wonderful welcome all these dear Loretto sisters have given us. I have the dearest little cell fitted up with all the things I might need, even a writing desk and pen and paper. Two windows open onto a veranda, and from there I can see a garden full of larkspur, carnations, palms, four scarlet trees and a playing fountain. To one side is a big hill covered with cypress trees and on the other side another hill on which stands St Austin's, the parish church, with its lovely chiming clock facing me. The priests were very keen that we should see some of the different missions round about. We have gone to a few. One of the drives was to a place called Mango about 60 miles from here. The White Sisters have a wonderful school there. Tiny babes from a few weeks old to boys and girls of about 14 to 15. Most of the nuns are French and only two spoke English, so we had a gay time parley-vooing. On Shrove Tuesday, two of the fathers took us for another long drive to a place called Cabea, 69 miles away, where the Holy Ghost Fathers have a big school for boys. It was a glorious, cool, sunny morning, and the drive was very pleasant through wonderful mountainous country, great forests and coffee plantations. At the school, the boys get a secondary education. They also have a seminary, but vocations to the church are very few. And they are taught the trades. Carpentry, tailoring, rope, rug and mat-making. We sat on the veranda while they treated us to sacred and Irish arias, which they sang from a lovely bandstand built in front of the house. I must close now with lots of fondest love to darling daddy and your own dear self. Take care of yourself, ever your loving child. I am so well and so very happy, deo gratias.
1: Your Therese. We arrived in November and uh, we went up to Nemuru and we saw almost immediately that Lamura wouldn't suit us. It was very isolated in those days, although now it's a big, populous place, but in those days it was very isolated. And the altitude of 7,600 feet Yes, you know, 20 miles away, but it's 2,000 feet higher. And you'd hardly believe it, in the convent up in Limuru, it was more or less behind this place. And we could look down and identify a piece of the Loretta building and also where our building was going up from the height of 2,000 feet. And of course, when you're up at 7,200 feet or 600 feet, the air is rarefied and the heat is intense At midday in the Buru, the heat is absolutely intense because the air is so thin. And then at night it's very cold and you have to have a fire. A wood fire. Well, why go up to a place where you have to have wood fires, when you could be here, when you could do without a fire? You know, there, there were practical considerations. And anyway, we had seen this site before we went up and we liked it and our heart was set on it so the bishop didn't like that either <laughs> then when he did come out and see the place and saw the beautiful building he had no idea of what it was going to be like really um, although the, our first plans were very ambitious beautiful, beautiful building done by McNamara's in Dublin is McNamara's still there? But he drew the plans, beautiful plans, but they were too fantastic for Africa in those days, you know. So we were very lucky in having the architect for Loreto as our architect. He was really an engineer turned architect, and he and Mother Dimple planned this beautiful building, and as was a bit by an engineer, it's very, very solid. And engineers who do come here to visit us, they remark on that. They, they can feel the solidity of the building. If we hadn't got this site, I don't think we would have stayed.
0: Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. November 1939. Dearest Des and Joan, here I am at last for a wee chat and a great big wish for all that is best this Christmas time. You can both be assured that you will have a large place in my prayers on that holy night. It was so good of you to send me those late letters. They brought me great joy, for letters are very few and far between these days. These are anxious and worrying times for everyone. We are praying hard to Our Lady to protect Ireland and to save her being dragged into this fearful war. We are very safe here so far, deo gratias. Besides the odd blackout and an odd air warning, nothing disturbs our peaceful life in Carmel. But how long that will last, God alone knows. We love our little monastery more and more each day. And I know you will thank God and our sweet mother that we have been able to conclude the payment for the building. It is heavenly to be free from debt. And it is sure then due to the wonderful generosity of our dear, dear friends in Ireland and the priests out here. May God reward you all. And now, a loving big hug and wish to you both. You will have my earnest prayers. Ever your loving sister in the sacred heart, your Therese. Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya 11th of April, 1943 Dearest Joan and Des How deeply I regret that my first aircraft to you Must be one of sympathy My thoughts are constantly with you both For I know you have suffered greatly At the death of little Francis Desmond And I grieve too at the thought of your sorrow Yet I am filled with gratitude and joy when I think that you, my little brother and sister, are already the mother and father of a saint. In one moment, this little angel has been raised above us all. With one stroke of his little wing, he has flown to that home to which we are all travelling. How he must love you, and you can count on him as a tender protector. So do not be sad, rather rejoice. I received Daddy's aircraft and with it one from Hampton with the news of baby's flight to heaven. I hope, dear Joan, that you are feeling stronger and that you both are well, also, darling wee Brian. Give my love to all in Glenagiri. I have lost your address, so I'm sending this in care of Daddy. A very big love to you both and many prayers. Write soon your loving Sheila. (laughs) Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. 5th of March, 1947. Dearest Joan, here I am at last with the promised letter. I had hoped to write to you as soon as Christmas was over, and now we are pushing on towards mid-Lent. Where the days fly to, I don't know. However, though my pen may be idle, I have you all every day in my dear prayers. What a busy little mother you must be, with the two big sons and an angel of a husband. Of course, Joan dear, I am praying about little Rita, Kathleen. I beg our blessed lady at each Angelus to look after everything for you. I would simply love you to have a little girl this time, if it be God's holy will. Did you ever get the photo of Brian and Aylred? Don't forget, I have no idea what we Aylred is like. I hope you are not too short of things. Are there any extra allowances made for children? I hope so. Mother Dimpner has told me to send you another little packet of tea and sugar. I wish I could send more, but the regulations are two pounds of each commodity and only six pounds in each parcel. I'm afraid you will not receive yours for Easter, but it goes with all my love. I do hope your weather is getting spring-like and that the cold is gone. It must have been a very hard and suffering winter from all accounts we hear. Our rainy season has started early this year, so everything is looking lovely and green and there should be lots of flowers for Easter. Now there is only room to send my loving wishes for a lovely, happy Easter, dearest Joan. Ever your fond Sister Therese. Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya, 24th of January, 1949. Dearest Brian, I am sure you had a lovely Christmas, and now I wish you a very happy and holy new year. Wasn't it lovely of our Lord to send you a little baby sister for Christmas? I hope sometime you will write and tell me all about her and how you like your new school. I am sending you this little prayer book, as I think you may not have seen it before. And won't you pray for your old African auntie? Perhaps one day when you're a real big boy, you may come and see me and shoot some lions while you're here. Won't you give some of these wee things I got in the Christmas crackers to your two wee brothers? Blow up the balloon for Paul and see how pleased he'll be. And I'm sure the rocking animals will amuse Aylrid. With a big love to everybody... And Auntie Molly to Auntie Sheila.
1: Well, in those days we didn't uh, we didn't write an awful not really, and um, letters were restricted during that and advent. We didn't write letters and we didn't get letters during that time. It was only after Vatican II, 19, when was the Vatican II, 1963, right about there. And um, when things all sort of opened up and things became more natural, you might say, that we were freer to write.
0: Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. 17th of December, 1950. Dearest Joan and Des. This brings you both, and the precious little family, all my fond wishes for a lovely, happy Christmas. But I think that wherever there are children, Christmas is sure to be happy. It is truly their feast. I shall remember you all lovingly at the crib. The last half of this year has been rather a hard one for Carmel. I am sure Mammy told you about Mother Dimpner's serious operation but thank God she's got over it very successfully and is now almost her old self again, Deo Gratius. We have truly much to be grateful for. Perhaps you would get the little ones to put Mother Dimpner in their night prayers that her sleep may come back properly. Some of her nights are not too good yet. Hasn't the holy year been a great success, Deo Gratius? What a wonderful holy father we have. Everyone that has ever seen him is enthusiastic about him. We are all delighted that the Holy Year has been prolonged into 1951, dear gratias. All in Carmel are very well and busy as usual. No sign of any new subjects yet. I wish little Rita would hurry up. All my loving wishes to you both for Christmas and the New Year. May he bless you always. A big hug to each, Brian Aylrid, Paul and Rita, from Auntie Sheila. 19th of May, 1951. Dearest Des, this tiny letter brings my fondest love and best wishes for a lovely happy birthday and, of course, you will have all my prayers on the 26th. I'm sure you've heard our own good news on the arrival in the near future of our American Carmelites to join us here. We are all overjoyed at the wonderful answer to prayer. Are they not very brave to come so far into the unknown? I am sure their big sacrifice will bring down blessings on us all. You betcha, we are all in haste trying to fix things up for the invasion. We can just and only just find room. We will have to build an extension, but of course they will be here before that can be started, and all The cost of everything is preposterous. The shops just ask what they like and don't seem to mind if you take the goods or not. We are also studying all the American we can and some of us are doing swell. Your fond Sheila.
2: I entered Carmel when I was um, still 18 years old and um, I was in Cleveland Carmel until... 1951. In December of 1950, the Archbishop of Nairobi paid a visit to our Carmel and at the request of the Nairobi Carmel asked if we had any sisters who would be willing to come and help the small community here in Nairobi, which so far at at that time had not received any permanent members from Kenya. They had... One English sister who had come up from her work in Uganda and had entered here, and there were only the four Irish sisters, so that made a community of five, which is really too small to be viable. In our community, we had so many members, we didn't know where to put them. It was after the war, and there were many young people who saw no future in violence, and they turned to try and help the world by prayer, so uh, about six of us from six of us from our community were accepted to come. More had volunteered. We had three young women who, for whom we had no room, and they came with us. So we were actually a contingent of nine who left uh, Cleveland on the twentieth of July, nineteen fifty-one. We landed in uh, Nairobi finally. It was the 9th of August, 9th of August, 51, and we're met by a large contingent of Holy Ghost Fathers. Four or five of them were assigned to take us around to see the various missions. This was the Archbishop's desire that we would know what we were praying for, where we were praying.
0: Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. 14th of January, 1954. My dearest Joan and Des. Our Christmas was a very happy and joyous one. I must tell you of a little experience I had on Christmas night when I was returning to the novice sleeping quarters after having a bath. It was 11.30 and all the others were in bed. As I went to a covered passage, I could hear downstairs... Heavy footsteps coming nearer and nearer. At last they stopped right under where I stood. Oh, my kneecaps were flapping, and the heart was inclined to choke me. However, I called out, ''Who is that?'' And a man's voice said what I took to be, ''Sukari,'' which means sugar. I thought perhaps he was drunk and had wandered into the cloister. I said if he would go away, I would get him all the sugar he needed in the morning.'' Then there was a long speech in Swahili and I realised it was Askari the fellow was saying, which is the word for police. He was looking around to see if we were safe and sound. I assured him we were, so off he went. By this time, of course, all the little heads were peeping from their doors, wanting to know why I was talking to myself so loud. Only room now for a big, fond love to each. You are all ever in my prayers your loving sister, Sheila. Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. 15th of April, 1957. My dearest Joan and Des, there is very little news from Carmel. All has been very quiet during Lent, and we are now preparing for the great, solemn, holy week. And then Easter. I wonder, are your big sons on the altar for the great days? We have three lovely little chaps who come every morning. They are very keen and very impressed with the silence and mystery of Carmel and its nuns behind the grill.
3: Yes, my memories of Mother Therese, as we called her then, centre around her as novice mistress. She was largely responsible for my formation in my early years in Carmel. Being the first non-white to enter, and coming from a colonial background where prejudice was very much felt in society, I was rather afraid of this strong Irish woman. And at the beginning there was quite a clash of wills. However, we soon developed a very good relationship and there was a lovely atmosphere of humour and camaraderie among the six novices and Mother Therese. She was a very versatile woman. She could do anything she put her mind in her hand to. She sang, she played the violin, so we had a lot of fun at recreation when we used to sing all the old Irish folk songs and uh, Sister Anne played the little organ we had and we used to have great musical evenings and she just loved it and uh, she had a very strong uh, sort of a almost you know like though she was singing an opera it was a very full rich voice singing Mm -hmm. voice she could control the whole choir with her voice so she had to try and tone it down a bit but she was in charge of the music because she was sub as well as be novice mistress, you know, the second at command. She was also infirmarian. She was um, sacristan. And then she, because she could paint and uh, do so much sewing, she got us interested in all these things. So the, those of us who were under her went in for all kinds of things. We were always working. And she was at the centre of all that. She just loved that kind of thing, you know. She would enter into everything. She had such a sense of fun. And the real joie de vivre, she just loved life and enjoyed every moment of it.
0: How is Dev getting on? Were you all pleased with the changeover? And how is poor old Ireland? I hope the troubles are quieting down. Our own trouble here is quite over, though there is still a set of the Mau Mau who have to be guarded and watched carefully lest it break out again. But I suppose it will always be that way, for there will always be discontents. But the terror for the Europeans is ended, thank God. And the same Europeans are giving as bad an example as ever. Worse, if anything. It is truly a dreadful country for sin and sad marriages. I often think that we are not half grateful to God for our good Irish Catholic homes and parents. Only good has come of it all, though, especially for the Catholic Church. The poor Kenyans know now who is seeking their good. And as a result, the priests can't cope with all who want to enter the Church. I said yesterday that this will be looked upon as the golden age for the Catholic Church in Africa. Our Holy Father has said that 80% of the conversions of the world today are in Africa. So now, are you not proud to have a sister in that blessed country? I have neuritis in my two wrists and hands. I think it is getting better, though at times it is very painful. The weather at this time is not helpful. It is very wet and damp, but I feel the sun is round the corner. You will forgive me if I say good night now and also forgive this dreadful scribble. It is to bring you all my loving wishes. Ever your loving Sheila.
1: You've heard of the Ma rebels eventually brought back the independ- brought independence. They had a hideout in just a few, about a hundred yards away, down in our garden. It didn't actually, it wasn't in our grounds at the time, but it's in our grounds now. Just the corner of the garden there to hide out. And there was a, how we discovered it was, there was a tree and at night there would be lights hanging from the tree. This was signals, these lights were signals. And one night, Sister Margaret, the little sister who answers the door, she climbed up on the windowsill when she saw these lights. She climbed up in the chapel in the windowsill and looked out, and immediately the lights all went out. They were watching us as we were watching them. Mount
0: Carmel. Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. Christmas 1958. My dearest Joan and Des, a most happy and joyous Christmas to you both and your little family. You know I shall be remembering each dear one at midnight mass and at the crib and praying the holy babe to bless you with his sweetest blessings. I trust you are not suffering too much owing to the crop failure. The poor must be very hard-pressed this winter. The weather everywhere seems to have changed, but I suppose it is a light cross compared to what people are suffering in communist countries. I have just finished reading a book on what they have gone through in China, and it is something fearful. God keeps our dear country safe from them, though I am sure that you have read in the papers that Africa is far from being at rest. There is a group of so-called educated Kenyans who are being helped by Russia, and they are devils. Excuse the language, and causing all the unrest. The real, hard-working, simple African has none of these new ideas and wants peace. England has given these other creatures her Godless education at Oxford, etc. And this is the result. Everyone thinks her days in Africa are very near an end. However, God is over all and can do all things. I think Kenyatta is very angry the way the Catholic Church has gone ahead since the Mau Mau trouble ended. That has been truly wonderful, deo gracias. Now I am at the end of the page... I'll receive the usual dear welcome letters from you both. May your Christmas be as happy as I long for it to be. A big hug for Brian, Aylrie, Paul, Rita, Joan and Des. Your fond Sheila.
2: what George Washington was to the United States and I'm afraid I'm ignorant of others maybe de Valera, I don't know Uh, Kenyatta was a leader in the freedom movement and uh, was in prison for a fairly long time when he was out and uh, eventually freedom came to Kenya, independence I should say he was the first president and From what we have seen and what we have heard, he was a statesman more than a politician. One of his first things was to say, we are all working together. The motto is Haranbe, which means all together, work together or pool together. And his idea was that all races had a place here and they were to work together to build a country. And that's why I say he seemed to be able to gather the people together. He certainly had power. All you had to do was look in his eyes and you could see it. It was extraordinary. At one stage, I think it's in Mother Trace's letters I mentioned, after independence, we were asked to do some sewing concerned flags and pennants and things. And uh, because he was the, they say the Buana Mku, the top man, uh, there were intermediaries dealing with us and it was highly unsatisfactory because we needed answers how we were going to arrange the material on the flags and it it was an awful lot of sewing. So we could get no particular response from them. They had to drive back to State House and then drive back to us. So eventually they decided to drive us to State House and we had a, uh, a lovely time with him. He was simple in himself, straightforward. We talked to him as we would talk to anybody else. Whereas the generals and what have you were lined up around the wall just looking. So the sister who was doing the uh, drawing and the sewing actually wanted, of all things, a rifle. Because she wanted the exact make to put, she wanted it to be authentic. And of course the general and the army wouldn't give it to her. So when Jomo asked what she wanted, did she want anything? She said, yes, a rifle. So he simply said, give her a rifle. So we stopped at the armory while they took out its inner workings handed it to her sat on the front uh, veranda there and waited until she had it drawn and returned it to him I suppose he was responsible for it we thought it was great fun but what was impressive was his own straightforwardness and simplicity he asked about our life our way of life he knew the Dominican sisters I think at the time he understood it what we were here for and appreciated. You're looking for people who could live in community, people who feel called to dedicate their life to prayer in an enclosed contemplative community, people who are emotionally balanced, uh, mature people who have a sense of fun, hopefully. <laughs> and people who have a certain education where they can make use of the facilities that are offered. We usually have young women come for up to three months as candidates, if you like, aspirants. Look, see, come and see how they feel. They live with the community. They have the instruction, introduction to the life. But uh, after three months at maximum, they return home and make their decision at home. We don't want them to make their decision here. Let them be completely free. Then they apply from home. If they are accepted, they return as postulants. And postulancy is 12 to 18 months. After that, novitiate, when they receive the habit and the white veil, it's two years. After that, they make profession of vows for one year, three times in a row. Could be up to six years, that procedure. Then the final profession, final profession of ours.
3: You know, so many people said, oh, you're going into an Irish Carmel, and you know, um, they don't always understand another culture. Will they understand you? And I said, well, I just feel God is calling me there. So because I was the first non-white, it took quite a bit to work through into a good relationship
2: it's a great support, we have great support from the local people they have a great appreciation of our way of life because they have a great sense of faith and of prayer I'm speaking of all strata of society here we've already been in a a hired car where we did not know the driver and he just said, sisters, thank you for being here out of the blue, please Looking at us Europeans, don't leave us, don't go away We've had workmen seeing the cemetery They said, now you will stay Because part of your family is buried here we have, I have personally met a woman who walked many miles Just to come and ask for prayers Nothing else She was going to walk right back I, I'm talking about miles like ten or more so these people, when they have a faith, it may not be like we uh, are able to explain it in Europe or in America, but the faith is genuine, it's deep, and they have an understanding of a relationship with God. They all appreciate a, a way of life dedicated to
0: prayer. Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. Pax Christi, 16th of April, 1961. Dearest Joan and Des, what a lovely treat you all gave me with that tape. God bless and reward each dear contributor. I could hear you all so clearly. I could picture myself back at the great in Hampton with your own dear selves. And it was lovely to hear and meet Brian and the children. But of course, Des, your two lovely pieces were heavenly The sisters played them over and over again. The litany is an old friend of ours, for we sing it at benediction during November for the Holy Souls. God bless your fingers, Des. And now I have been asked to ask you to make a tape of your favourites. A recital for Carmel, Nairobi, please. Now, it need not be as long as the one you sent first. A half-hour recording, say. I'm sure you could manage that for us, Des. And we are going to send your reel back to you with hymns and songs on it, done specially for you all by us. We are having great fun planning the programme and, of course, preserving your two pieces. It is getting late, so I'll say a big good night and God bless to each dearest one. All my fond love and thanks, your loving Sheila. <laughs> The Mata Hospital, Nairobi, Kenya Saturday, the 12th of July, 1969 Good morning, terrific brother Long time no see Darling Des Here I am at long last writing to you From a very comfy bed in the Mata. I am doing fine And I hope to be let home to Carmel next week They have been trying to stabilise the old blood pressure which they think causes my falls. I know they are all pure accidents. However, the rest and treatment have done me much good. So, God is good and takes care of his children. I do hope you are feeling better and doing all the powers that be want you to do. Drop all harassing thoughts into the heart of our Lord who gives himself to you every day and so is never far from call and will never leave you in the lurch, either in the big or small happenings of every day. Remember what the mother dog said to her wee pup, in all life's vicissitudes, keep your tail up. I'm slipping lower and lower in the bed, so forgive all the mistakes. Now do be good, Des, and relax and get better. Mount Carmel, Post Office Box 958, Nairobi, Kenya. 20th of November, 1974. My dearest Joan and Des, please never worry about me. I promise that if I were not able to write... Some one of my good sisters will write and give you all the news. I'm feeling very well, deo gracias, and the doctor has given me permission to rise with the community at 5.10am, three mornings of the week. The other mornings, it's at 6am when I rise from me wee bed. Sister Raphael takes too much care of me, and as I tell her, she won't let me get better. Please give my fondest love to all my dear folk. I keep you in my prayers. Take care of your two dear selves. You are very precious. All my love,
4: Sheila. Then finally the day came in April 1977 when Mother Therese had to leave Nairobi. It was my privilege to accompany her on this trip Dublin. There they were waiting for a loving homecoming welcome. Desmond, Molly and some others of the family. Then the time came for me to leave dear mother, Therese, after we were together for 13 years. I still remember how she cried at the airport as I had to leave her. It was very sad and we both know It was for good. We know we could never see each other again. I felt she was sometimes homesick for her friends in Nairobi.
2: Life is something that I think describes Africa. Life is appreciated and valued in the people. The people are always ready to uh, laugh, to talk, to greet... And greeting isn't just saying hello, greeting is 10 to 15 minutes thing. Nature erupts into life. It seems as if the community is being rooted Af- in Africans now, and uh, we hope that it will carry on. The church isn't complete unless this aspect of the church's life is present, the contemplative aspect. And as far as we can see, it appears that it is being rooted now. So I'm happy about that. The rest is in the Lord's hands.
0: If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward doc on one.